0: Mexican or a Mexican. orgasms as like a world without flowers mother you're alive too bad you will die planning on stealing something no ma'am we're not plan on murdering me in my sleep what no I'd like to take his his face off you gotta tame me part Lisa I'm in my third week at the Cordon Bleu. My friend, can your heart stand the shocking fact about grave robbers from outer space? Look, a new
1: day has begun.
2: Hello, film lovers, Miss Sinclair here, and for this month's Patreon episode, it's March Madness time, and we all go a little mad sometimes, so we're celebrating bad movies. Some of these movies are so bad they're actually good, and some are just bad, with a capital B. This episode is exclusively for Patreon members, so if you want to get full access, head over to patreon.com slash me and become a Patreon member. This episode is packed full of fun. We list our favorite bad movies, we discuss the Razzies, and we even watch some of them because apparently we are gluttons for punishment. We also recommended each other some dumpster fire movies, so you'll want to hear our takes on those disasters. Thank you for listening to Talk Movie to Me, and here's a little clip from the episode. Enjoy.
0: All right, so let's jump right into this list. Helen, take it away.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I'm picking a classic um, and putting it at my number three spot. We've talked about it before, but this is The Room uh, from 2003. (laughs) Classic bad movie. Uh, This is directed, produced, written by and starring Tommy Wiseau. This movie is kind of about a love triangle. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) This is, is probably one of the first bad movies that I ever saw and that I ever really Mm. understood to be like a cult sensation. Um, Mm -hmm. And one of the things that makes this movie so bad but also so good and will come up a little bit later in the episode is first of all when someone has complete control Mm -hmm. (laughs) creative and otherwise Mm -hmm. and when that person doesn't speak English very well (laughs) but is insistent on their dialogue being used and this is where this movie fails and triumphs at the same time there are so many quotable moments and lines from this movie and I attribute that for the most part to the fact that Tommy Wiseau wrote this and is not a English major let's say yeah this movie is so much fun if anyone listening to this has never seen this movie uh, there are so many places that do midnight screenings of it every month otherwise it's Endlessly available online, and I will say, uh, we are going to be talking about the Razzies a little bit uh, later on in this episode. And I was surprised to see that this movie wasn't nominated for any Razzies, but then I dug a little deeper, and it's because it was just so obscure when it first came out. Right,
0: nobody right. knew. It wasn't about even this on the movie. radar.
1: Yeah, yeah, it took a while for it to gain that following and and for everyone to really marvel at the absolute disaster that this movie is so yeah my number three pick is The Room mm-hmm. all right what's your number three pick, Sinclair?
2: okay well I have a movie here that I, I've talked to you two about it before um, it's called Tromeo and Juliet right and yes. it's from 1996 directed mm-hmm. by Lloyd Kaufman This movie is actually written by James Gunn and is a trauma film. James Gunn, before he was really big with, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy and the Suicide Squad, he was part of Trauma. And Trauma Entertainment is a production company who have been responsible for a lot of B movies, a lot Mm. of cult movies. And they're very weird, they're gory, they are oddly sexual. And there's a lot of parody, and it's very niche comedy. The Toxic Avenger is one of their more known ones. Oh, yes. Yeah, and Tromeo and Juliet was actually the first trauma film that I ever saw. It's kind of funny, because I was 18, and I was (laughs) hanging out with a boy, and he was like, let's watch a movie. And he put on Tromeo and Juliet,
0: and...
2: (laughs) Uh, it was a, it's an odd choice yeah. to put on when you're hanging out with a girl you don't know how they're going to react to this totally. movie so and I, it was supposed it was supposed to be romantic I guess yeah. I don't know but this movie came on and I I was just like brought into this world of trauma <laughs> and I I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was one of Mm. the the weirdest movies I've ever watched. Yeah, James Gunn was very much in this Tromo world. It's actually his first writing credit, but it's definitely one of the strangest films that I've seen. It's, you know, Tromeo and Juliet. It's obviously an adaptation of Romeo and Juliet, but Mm -hmm. it's considered like a modern punk rock Adaptation. It's set in New York. Uh, Lemmy from Motorhead is the narrator, and it's just completely bizarre and bonkers. And I actually wrote a little piece about this movie. It's on our website on Mm. my blog. This just Mm -hmm. got weird. Movie's not suited for dinner conversation.
0: Or dates with young girls, apparently.
2: Or or dates. Um, Or maybe it is appropriate, because this has definitely stuck with me, for sure. Mm. And it's a movie that is meant to be a bad movie. That's its Mm. shtick. Mm. You know, it's Mm -hmm. meant to be over the top, and um, definitely really special. And one that I revisit and still can't believe it's a thing. So, (laughs) yeah. Okay, Edison, what's uh, your number three pick for Movies So Bad They're Good?
0: Alright, so my pick for number three is from two thousand and nine and it is G.I. Mm-hmm. Joe The Rise of Cobra. Oh <laughs> this movie is <laughs> bad. It was meant to be this whole huge beginning of a giant, you know, universe of G.I. Joe films, right? It's got Dennis Quaid, Channing Tatum, Marilyn Wayans, Joseph Gordon Levitt, big mm-hmm. stars. But the plot I is mean, so sort of <laughs> Channing <laughs> Tatum, of the, Joseph Two of the four of those
1: are big stars.
0: <laughs> do a big star.
1: Not really. Anyway, well. go on.
0: <laughs> the issue is this movie is really, really terrible. The plot mm. is so indiscernible. You're trying to figure out what is the purpose of the evil organization, Cobra, and how are they trying to get it through, but it's all mm. just so opaque that you can't piece any of it together. However... What makes it good, or why I continue to enjoy it, is because of a character named Cover Girl, played by my favorite supermodel, Carolina Krakova. Uh, <laughs> oh,
2: there, there we is she go. she in
0: there it? There oh. She's in it, yes. And See, so... I thought
2: it's because you like to look at Channing Tatum, but you do also like to look at KK, so... Yeah, so
0: see, there's an added benefit of Channing Tatum as a soldier in that gear as well, and that definitely works out in Army Fatigues. Hello. But no, for me, it's all about Carolina Krakova. Sienna Miller is also in this. Like, it's a really kind of stacked cast, and it should have been at least okay, but it really was bad. But But, I do mm. still visit it just for that reason. So, yeah, number three G.I. Joe Rise of the Cobra.